Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is Mark Hawks, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Walking by Faith podcast. I want to continue in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. I think I stopped at verse 6, and you can follow along with me in the Bible and the Word of God. I want to say also that I praise God and give God the glory for the Supreme Court decision about abortion. The Lord is so merciful and so good to us. He truly is merciful. You know, the Bible tells us that the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. And the Lord indeed has been so good to our nation in spite of our rebellion and our sin against him. You know, the Bible tells us that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And I'd also like to say that I heard a preacher say one time, and this is not my original thought, but, you know, they talk about a woman's right. This has nothing to do with a woman's rights. It has to do with life, choosing life and death. It's not a left or right issue. It's right or wrong issue. And I heard this preacher say, and I liked it, so I'll use it. He said, you show me a woman that's in the era of protest. Back in the 60s when I was a kid growing up, there were protests everywhere. Protesting the Vietnam War, and people have a right to do that. Protesting, you know, inequality and everything like that. If If you want true equality, then come to the Lord Jesus Christ and kneel at the the foot of the cross. He said, of all the people carrying protest signs, protesting this and protesting that, everybody has a right to do that in this country. That's because you live in the greatest country up on the face of the earth. That's the reason why you're allowed to do that, because the Constitution affords you that right and gives you that right. We paid nothing for it. It was given to us freely by men who did pay a price for it. But he said, you show me a woman that has found Jesus Christ, and I'll show you a liberated woman. (laughs) Amen. 16th chapter of the book of Acts. And it reads, and it says, And now when, when they had gone through and the region of Galatia, so the Apostle Paul revisits the churches of Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Ghost. He was forbidden. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, He came into the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. He's not allowed to go into Asia. He was forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, to go south of the providence of Asia, or north, he proceeds to Europe. And the Bible says, the Apostle Paul wrote here, speaking about the Spirit of God. You know, the Bible says very clearly that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's us. That's the sons and the daughters who are children of God by the new birth. God has no stepchildren. God has no grandchildren. He has children. Children that are born again by the Spirit of God, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. That makes us children of God. And the Apostle Paul said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But talking about the Spirit of God, being led by the Spirit of God. We all want to be led by the Spirit of God. We all want to know what is the will of God for our lives. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13, he says now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but some 
churches have. Now, there are two kinds of churches in the world. Now, I'm not a theologian, but this is just one-on-one simple Christianity. There are two kinds of churches in the world. The church of the world, the apostate church. They have recognition, they have prestige, they have honor, they're politically correct. They stand against nothing sinful, but yet they proclaim themselves to be a church. Then there is the true church. The word church means those that are called out. The called out one. The word of God says, Come ye out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And I will receive you. The church, the apostate church, and the true church are made up of born-again believers from all walks of life. The Apostle Paul goes on in verse 13 and he says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the Apostle Paul is forbidden by the Holy Ghost to go into Asia Minor. The Lord completely changes his direction. Verse 9, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia, and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. A cry for help. You know, there was a, when a gospel song, it, Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Send the light from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Or the old gospel ship. There's another one, an old classic that I like, the old lighthouse. The lighthouse, which stands for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The big ship, the lighthouse, guided the ships in. It was a lighthouse, a light in the middle of the darkness, the lighthouse, the old lighthouse. The, the big ships don't sail by, the, by this way anymore. Everybody says, tear it down. We don't, we, don't, we don't need it anymore. Send out the light, the blessed gospel light. So the Bible says in verse 11, therefore, in verse 11, therefore loosen from Troas after he receives this vision of this man in Macedonia saying, come and help us. We came with a straight course to those cities. Straight. I like that word straight. You know, my dad had a, my, I grew up in a time when I was a kid, my dad had a, a mule that he plowed with. He also used horses too. He had a mule and a horse. <laughs> and dad would plow those rows straight. He'd plow those rows straight. And that is no easy task to do with a plow. You know, Jesus says, talking about, talking about a plow, in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, I think Jesus said, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Gospel ministers today, they preach the gospel of healing. They preach the gospel of divine healing. They preach the gospel of uh, prosperity gospel. They preach the gospel of social gospel. That man is so good, and now all he got to do is just build his environment. He's all right. He don't need to be saved. He don't need to repent. He don't need to come to Christ. He don't need a savior. He's in need of nothing. All you got to do is just put a brand new suit on him. Or the gospel of success, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not the gospel. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible says that Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, and they went out and preached that men should repent. What? Why, the men in prosperity churches, they don't need to repent. Well, all we need to do is just improve upon them. Teach them the gospel of prosperity. Teach them the, the gospel of naming and claiming. Speaking things as that are not as though they were. Speaking things that don't even exist. And they come into existence because we... Have the power, the prosperity gospel, to elevate man to a utopia, paradise. He has no need of this repentance. Why, oh, you won't even get in the door. You won't even get in the, <laughs> you won't even get in the door of most churches if you preach repentance. People look at you like a, a cow looks at a new fence. We're the church of Laodicea. We are rich and increased in goods and have a lot of toys to play with and we have no need of nothing. Jesus said, I'd say unto you, anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you can be able to see clearly. For I say unto you that you are 
blind, poor, miserable, wretched, and naked. We have need of nothing. Everything's good. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Verse 15. Therefore it is no great thing that if his ministers also be transformed, since Satan comes as an angel of light, it is no great thing that his ministers also be transformed into angels of light. Satan, the devil, is in the pulpit. He ain't just in the choir. Somebody said the devil fell from the choir. He was the choir leader. He fell from the choir. <laughs> I don't know. The devil's in the pulpit. The devil's in the choir. The devil's in the deacon board. The devil's in the church. And the devil made me do it. The apostle Paul says, Therefore it is no great thing that his ministers also be transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, why call me Lord, he said, and you do not the things which I say. Jesus said in St. John chapter 8, verse 37, You seek to kill me. He was a minister. Jesus was a minister of righteousness. He was the Son of God. And they didn't like what he preached. St. John chapter 8, verse 37, You seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. So Daddy would get that plow on. I would get behind that plow and I'd try to plow on that mule turn around and look at me and say, Who are you kidding? <laughs> Who's driving this thing? So Daddy would plow those rows straight. That's what a preacher of the gospel does. He plows the rows straight. You know, the Lord has put the... That's one preacher I listen to. I think you'll probably know who I'm talking about. But they put the cookies on the Lord's shelf so I can reach them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it has to be simple and reachable for me. Praise His holy name. He puts the cookies on the lower shelf so little Bobby can reach up there and get them. You know, Flip Wilson did that thing back in the well, back in the 70s. He's here that church of what's happening now. He was a minister of the church of what's happening now. We, you are in the church of the what's happening now. And his favorite slogan was, the devil made me do it. You know, the devil, honest to God, it's the truth. The devil's blame. I had a flat tire. The devil, the devil done it to me. Oh, me and my wife had all The devil got in her. Oh, my children, they're, they're wicked, vile, and sinful, and I, the devil's in them. Oh, I've got a headache today. Oh, my God, I've had a hard day at work. I'm, everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. Nothing's going right today. The devil, the devil's just right on me. You know what? I think we give the devil too much credit. I mean, he ain't everywhere at the same time, everywhere throughout the world. I mean, I know he's got a lot of fallen angels to aggravate you, to oppress you, depress you, and try to possess you. But thank God he can't possess a child of God. He can't cross the bloodline. Hey, listen to me. If he could cross the bloodline, then he'd have to be a saved devil. Sin ain't no match for grace. For sin did abound, the grace of God did much more abound. Sin ain't no match for grace. G-R-A-C-E. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. For glory to God, he set me free. <laughs> Man of the tombs, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Therefore, loosing from Tereth, we came with a straight course. Stay the course, stay straight. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The apostle Paul, when he was converted to Christ, he was sent to Ananias. He was sent to Damascus. Ironic, he was sent to Damascus to a street called Straight. I've been on a lot of streets. <laughs> I've been on a lot of wrong roads and a lot of good roads. And a lot of roads that would scare you to death. 
but I ain't never been on a straight street. <laughs> the Lord, when he converted the Apostle Paul from being Saul to the Apostle Paul, and the scales fell from his eyes, he went to Damascus to a street called Straight, and the Lord put him on that straight and narrow. You remember Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies? Whenever she'd get a hold of that rheumatism medicine, <laughs> when she got a hold of the rheumatism medicine, she, she, she was extra happy. She would say, I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. She got a hold of that rheumatism medicine, which made her real happy. The Apostle Paul said, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Plow straight. That's what a farmer does. He plows straight. We don't do it with mules and horses anymore. We do. We'll do it with high-tech technology and big tractors. Big, gigantic tractors. But Daddy had to plow straight with that mule. The Apostle Paul was sent to a street called Straight. The book of Isaiah in the 40th chapter foretold about John the Baptist coming in the spirit of Elijah. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, For the love of Christ. Whoa! And you remember you pull them reins back and you pull... Oh, what? I remember David pulled them reins back and he... Whoa, mule! Whoa! That's what the love of Christ does. It constrains us. We need constraining. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead amen praise the lord praise the lord for his unspeakable gift so i'm going to stop there at verse 11 and i'll continue on in verse 12 and get on into the verse 16 where they meet the lydia the seller of purple in the city of thyatira and where she is baptized and where the Apostle Paul and them go into Philippi and they get through in prison for obeying the Lord. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I do appreciate your time and to be with us. I hope I've been a blessing to you. May the Lord recently bless you and keep you until we meet again at the next appointed time. The Lord willing, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.